0: Alright.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are not This is ready uh, black. black. Get ready.
1: Table, uh, table. read. Uh, yeah. Let's
0: go. Black table read, we the team to get you focused.
2: Hey, we the hottest, we the best. we the boldest. Yeah. Turn up the volume, it's your people, yeah. You know this. Young black artists in the fold, yeah, we own it. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's happening, party people? How y'all feeling? It's Tuesday. Hey, uh, it's Tuesday. Let's go. Hey, y'all know what that means. It's another episode of Black Table Read. Hold on. Okay. Am I on this thing by myself? Where is Jarius? Oh, I forgot. This is me by myself. <laughs> oh, y'all know what it is. It's the Queen of Shade. Lydia Eku coming at you. Yes, Jarius will not be on this episode, only because, okay, it's the season finale, one. But two, this is going to be an all-female panelist guest episode, fun-filled with a lot of estrogen. What? (laughs) See, when Jarius isn't on here, I can be way more sillier. No, so I have some special guests that'll be coming on later on in the show. And I'm so excited for you all to know them, to get to know them, and just to hear their expertise on everything that we have going on for this episode is going to be so filled. And again, I can't wait. But before we get into that, let's get into this black top alright you All right, y'all. So just to keep in with the theme of all-female, we're going to bring some all-female news to you. So first, starting off, Of course, we have to jump in with some sports, of course, and y'all know that I am a WNBA stan, fan, all the things. And if you've been keeping up with the story of Brittany Griner, who's the center for the Phoenix Mercury, she's been detained in a Russian prison for, it's been past 140 days, I believe. I, I know she's been in, she's been in since February and The sad part about it is that it's not looking light for her anytime soon. So she pled guilty in her trial that started back actually on July 1st, but the trial has been continued. And like I said, she pled guilty telling the judge that she did not do so inadvertently to break the law. So Just to give some background really quick, she was detained in a Moscow airport on February 17th, and she told the court that she had packed hashish oil vape cartridges accidentally and did not intend to break Russian law. She said, I'd like to plead guilty, Your Honor, but there was no intent. I did not want to break the law, which was then translated into Russian for the court. And since then, you know, of course, over here in the States, all of the teams for the WNBA, they have you know, shown their support for Britney and really shown up for sure. Like in even going all the way to um, Britney herself, even writing a letter to the president and vouching and saying, I'm afraid she wrote in there. I'm terrified that I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. Uh, the, for the charges that are against her, it looks like she could face up to 10 years in prison, I think is less as five. And that's just enough. But like I said, there's been a lot of support from the league, both NBA and WNBA. I want to say that. And if you've noticed at a lot of the games, you'll see some of the players, they'll wear free BG shirts, I believe, on um, most of the the courts for the WNBA teams. They have on their free BG and they have her number for for the Mercury. So just giving prayers to her as she's going through this. Of course, you know, with all that's going on in the world today, especially dealing with Russia. We, <laughs> it's the last place that I know that she wants to be. But again, we'll just lift her up in prayer and just hope that all goes well with the trial and that she will come home. So, moving into our next story, if you are a fan of thrillers, you know, time travel and that sort of thing, this may interest you. So, the series Paper Girls, which will be premiering on Prime Video in late July, it's going to be an eight episode series about four young ladies who um, are hit by time travel. So it's based on a best-selling graphic novel by Brian K. Vaughn. And the series is described as a high-stakes personal journey depicted through the eyes of four girls. They'll be played by Cameron Jones, Riley Nellett, Sophia Rosinski, and Fina Straza. Ali Wong is also a part of the production. She's playing the adult version of one of the girls along with Nate Cordry and Adina Porter. So looking at the description of the show... It got me going. So let's see. It says in the early morning hours after Halloween, 1988, four paper girls, Aaron, Mac, Tiffany and KJ are all out on their delivery route when they become caught in the crossfire between warring time travelers, changing the course of their lives forever. Transported into the future, these girls must figure out a way to get back home to the past, a journey that will bring them face to face with the grown up versions of themselves. Yo, I, uh uh-huh. This this is something that I'm definitely interested in. So if you if you want to check that out, it's going to be premiering on July 29th um, on Prime Video. All right. So our last story, we're going to give a big shout out to all the recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which was given by President Joe Biden um, this past Thursday to 17 different people. These people can be both um, alive and well or uh, unfortunately have left us and are deceased um, and are recipients for the highest civilian honor. And the 17 people included Simone Biles, the late John McCain, um, Gabby Giffords, Denzel Washington, Megan Rapino, and a bunch, a good list of people. So, um, and actually Simone Biles is the youngest uh, recipient of the, of the medal. And she went on to say, that she, you know, of course we know how decorated she is. She has thirty-two medals. Let's talk about the goat. And President Biden went in to say, "I don't know where you're going to fit and find more room for these medals." She was like, "I'll try." She is an advocate for athletes' mental health, foster care children, and sexual assault victims. So, shout out to shout out to Simone. That girl knows how to get the job done, and we know we we've witnessed it time and time again at the olympics and along with the other recipients again let's give a big shout out to them and their different moves that they have made to receive this prestigious award all right y'all so that has been the black top and i'm ready to get into this table read again i cannot wait for y'all to meet these ladies and let's get into this conversation all right so give give me just a second Just a little minute to just, you know, make some things happen over here. And I'm going to come back at you with the table read. All right, y'all. Hold on. y'all that was the black top thank y'all so much for tuning in for that and we're just gonna get into the table read so like i said this is our season finale so we had to just end this thing with a bang and i'm so glad that my good friends decided to jump on this thing with me and listen when you when you have this black woman in the room you don't there's too much hot fire Okay, so I have two good friends with me. my homegirl Kendra and my good friend Dom. I have worked with both of these women on separate separate projects, but equal talent, equal just like prestigiousness, just beautiful energy that I got from both of them while working with them. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves and let them just let you know who they are. All right, so Kendra starting with you.
0: All right. My name is Kendra Johnson. I'm currently an Atlanta-based uh, performer. Um, I'm originally born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, Southern southern girl. Um, and yeah, I, I've i been doing this thing, you know, performing in this industry uh, for a long, not a long time, but like it feels like a long time now.
2: Um, so yeah. Long enough to where you know, you know the ins and, and outs enough. a little bit. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> All right. And jump into Ms. Dom.
1: Uh, yes, I'm Dominique Foster. I am right now in North Carolina, born and raised in North Carolina, Durham specifically. Um, soon going to be relocating to Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I've been basically in this industry for maybe four years. I'm kind of just starting out pretty new to it, but um performance and music and everything has always just been a part of me my whole life. So yeah. Looking forward to the great conversations that we're about to be talking about. Yeah, topics that we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Woo! See, they just gave y'all a snippet, and that's that's already enough. <laughs> 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 so, all right, y'all. So, the title of this episode is "The Future Is Female," and with everything that is going on in the world today. And just past time, you know that whenever, like I said, whenever you have women in the room and black women specifically, it's always bound to be a shift. There's going to be a change. And that's why I wanted this season finale to really be that shift because, you know, we need it. We need it for sure. So there's a couple of questions I wanted to ask the ladies and we're just going to let it just flow, y'all, because that's what we do. The black table, we come into the table and we're going to let it ride. All right. So first question for both of you ladies, as artists do you think that the industry is going in a solid direction for women of color specifically? Uh, Kendra, I'll start with you. Um,
0: I would say it depends on the person and, and what they think is, you know, um, is deemed as successful for black women in the industry in particular. Cause mm-hmm. I think when we think of the aspect of like TV and film, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more, Black female writers, you know, for TV and film. There's a lot more Black females in general being, you know, showcased as actors, you know, and lead roles. Yes. Would I say the same thing about theater? No. <laughs> Me personally. Um, and that's just because, I mean, even when you think of musicals alone, um, I musicals just don't they don't have that many black writers black female writers for Mm -hmm. musicals a lot of the times um i know that now we are moving forward towards um, having a lot of uh people of color and women of color in general stepping into roles that may traditionally have been white yeah which is great some people some people find that absolutely incredible um some people uh love the idea that they're um that there's more, I would say more content being written for Black people as far as in plays, most definitely more, like I said, more so than musicals. Yeah. Um, and what I see to be happening a lot of is that we're doing a lot of these jukebox musicals that are being geared towards like iconic women like, um, you know, Donna Summer, Tina Turner. We even have of course, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston. Like there's a lot of that. However, like, are there going to be any roles written that isn't someone stepping into, you know, um, a singer from back in, the, you know, back in the day? Like, it, are there going to be any content written about Black females and their stories? And you know, again, some people would love to just have roles written that doesn't ever that doesn't necessarily have to be about the Black female experience because some, right. I like I said, some people think that like it. It's furthering, you know, some people think that it's successful for Black people to step into roles that doesn't necessarily have to be about being Black. Yeah. And then some people want more roles that, you know, are specific to Black content, you know, and what it means to have the Black experience. So I think that question depends on what you think success is as far as, like, us in this industry because i mean i personally like i said just in the musical aspect no i don't think so
2: no it is real because i mean and we, we've covered it before on a couple of episodes specifically i know for um the episode that we had i feel like maybe two of them two back we were talking about um whether we need it, like on but B- do we though? There we go. Uh, on you know just revivals and like if we need the prequels, if we need the sequels, right? And I know uh, Jerry's was talking about you know going to see Paradise Square and going to see, um, you know a couple of other shows, like Hades Town, and how mm-hmm. you said they're more so their new work specifically, but you do have those artists that they're like okay, you probably wouldn't necessarily see this role you know played by a person of color but then when you think about right women of colors it's like okay so would they would, would you naturally want to see that you know that kind of person in that role um but it's it's also to the point where it's just like it's it's needed because we're here <laughs> yeah we're here yeah. we're, we're, we're living, we need it yeah yeah don what you think
1: I mean, Kendra started off hot. There, that was like <laughs> all of the points really um, that you mentioned were very, very valid. Um, uh, I had to kind of write some stuff down too. But I think as far as TV and film, I would agree as well that there are a lot of TV series, a lot of movies out there that, especially TV series specifically from what I've seen, um, you know, Issa Rae, you have right. Victoria Hall, you have... Mm-hmm. Um, Tracy Oliver with Harlem, um, yes. and First Wives Club. So, I think it's pretty awesome to see TV series showcase black women mm-hmm. and not just the black experience, but just the human experience. Um, touching up on, um, you know, real life experiences that people have, whether you're black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter who you are, you in general have to go through that. And so um, I think specifically, I I think right away to an episode with Insecure season five, she was hitting a lot of real life situations. Yeah. um, Especially talking about finances and estates and what happens after you, you know, after you die or after your parents die, are you prepared for these things? Like just bringing up, I think there were a lot of topics that Uh, really created a moment for people to have real conversations with one another about Mm -hmm. what happens in life. Um, Even in Harlem, there were moments where they talked about fertility or women going through, you know, uh, having fibroids or cysts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. everyone, I mean, everyone has experienced that at at some point in, in time. And so I think that especially in TV and film, they're doing pretty good you know moving forward with trying to do that musicals and theaters uh lydia knows i'm new to the theater world but just kind of having that experience doing cruise ship contracts and you know learning more about the different types of shows that are out there definitely could do better and i i would say too um even like shows that are you know kind of expand that expands on the black experience um just knowing that there aren't people of color behind the scenes is Mm. really crazy to me. Um, It's kind of hard to get past that because you're just like, well, how can you like give me direction when Mm -hmm. you don't know? You know what I mean? And sometimes Mm -hmm. having soul or sometimes soul is a thing that's just, you have to have the black experience to Mm -hmm. have that. And it's nothing that's taught. It's something that you experience and Sometimes singing and riffing, like, it's not always going to church, you know? So certain directions, you're just like, okay. But um, (laughs) I think that I would love to see more of that. And even going further behind the scenes with wardrobe and hair and wigs and stuff like that, we got to talk about that um, as well. You know, I wish that, I hope that in the future that there will be more conversation about the creative people that are working in the, in the room at the table with the writing and producing of it, but not Mm -hmm. only that with showcasing their artists so that they can feel their best when they're on stage and look their best and maybe having someone who has a bit of expertise when it comes to a style of hair or you know a particular clothing because a lot of times women of color we don't have to look like librarians or we don't have to look like you know cleaning up backstage you know we don't have to look like that so I think that you know we have to do better with um not we but people who are involved in the arts I would say that that could definitely grow a little bit more um and I would say too in the music scene because
2: mm-hmm. um I'm about to there's say that too.
1: definitely we're, we're getting better we're getting better with expanding mm-hmm. what inclusion looks like yeah um and when I say that is because like you know growing up you see lighter skinned people that or thin and skinny people you have to look a certain way to get more publicity and yeah. you're more popular if you look this way and I think that we're getting into a direction which sounds crazy because people of all shapes and sizes and looks and colors they've always existed but now all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like oh we didn't know that people that had this body type could actually sing and perform yeah they can mm-hmm. be main stage Lizzo was mm-hmm. doing a great job she's holding it down for everybody right, right. um and I hope that, though you know, when you have an audience that can see someone who's on stage that feels like they're not reachable, when you can see someone that looks like you, I feel like that allows people to be more... Um, I don't know. It feels like it's, it's reachable for other people who may look like that person who wants to, you know, get on stage and perform and get in front of the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I definitely... Those are my thoughts when it comes to like TV and film, music, and theater. We gotta, you know, send a special prayer for that one. That that's a a little gray area right there. So yeah, <laughs> and you know when you when you're dealing with a canon such as you know
2: especially within musical theater because just with straight plays that's a whole other thing. Like a whole different yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I remember just looking up. You know, when you have um. You know, when you have those those plays that you need to look for, those monologues mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's almost just like you, you wanna look through and it's just like, where are the ones that are for me? <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're having to you know, you have to search through and see like, Okay, maybe this maybe this play right here, this maybe I do have to play twenty five in, in, in white, but I'm gonna give it my own spin. <laughs> and give it my own taste because it's going mm-hmm. we, we going to sound like we're from Kentucky real quick she ain't going to be from Virginia okay Right? <laughs> okay well boom so next question Um. so of course we neither one of us are living under a rock we are definitely here and you know we know what's going on within you know today's political climate and with the many issues that are at hand except for the big old elephants that are in the room for either one of you like which which issue at hand is really striking you right now you got your mental health you have your women's rights your equal pay there's there's a list y'all as y'all can see that that we're dealing with here so which one I'd say for you is one that's just like okay this is the one that's really grinding my gears right here
1: I the top two for me (laughs) The top two, women's rights and mental health. Um, We are, like, youth. I don't know. I thought before we were in crazy times. But, like, we, like, especially America in general, it's supposed to be the land of free. But we are, like, the land of chaos right now. And I think I told you before, people used to, like, it used to be a thing where people admired America. And... Mm -hmm. People wanted to come here for all of the things that they can get and all of the things they can receive. And to a certain degree, yes, you know, it, there are some really great perks of being here. And then there are some where it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And I think um, as a nation, it's just crazy. So, like with women's rights, we know Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's alarming. Um, and I used to be that person and I had to fix it a little bit. I used to be that person to be like, I don't like to get into political things. But then it's like, you no, know, you gotta and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like that. You know, you don't want to get overwhelmed by all of the things that, you know, is happening, but some of these people, and you know, hopefully anyone who's like coming across this podcast, like you have to get really informed about the things that's happening, um, about the changes that's happening with laws, with your rights. Um, With the people just on a smaller scale within your county and your state as mm-hmm. well that you are voting for, um, because you have situations like this, Roe versus Wade.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was even looking more because I think some people are getting stuck at abortion. There are so many other rights under that. Yes. You know, within that whole, with women rights in general, mm-hmm. just as an umbrella, that is very, very important because it's almost, it's like, if you can, if people, first of all, if people are excited about like overturning something like this, then who knows when we start getting back, getting into like the constitution and the laws and the rights and stuff, and we, and we can reverse this, mm-hmm. it's like, it's given dual citizenship. Okay. Right. Um, 100%. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, you have to start, I mean, you have definitely be wise about the decisions that you make when it comes to that. But uh, now, you know, I, I think of like, what does birth control, like, wh- what are you going to do when it comes to birth control or just your rights in general as a woman, you know, your freedom to say yes or your freedom to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. What does that look like? So um, I've just been reading more on that and I just, you know, pray that things don't go further <laughs> than sure. this, and I and I'm hoping that there's enough people to stand up, and and this thing can be turned back around. That's the that's the optimism in me that this thing can turn around. The fact that the, it was able to even be checked off, as I always say, someone said, "Okay, this is cool, and we're we're going to keep going with it." I hope that nothing more comes from that. Um, mental health as well. Cause both of those things are correlated too, but I think mental health with suicide rates being like super high, especially in younger, with younger kids, um, you know, teenagers with suicide rates going to a, at an all time high. And then you have mass shootings, all of these things, we got to get down to the core. First mm-hmm. of all, gun laws, but we got to get down to the core of mental health and, um, I, I'm a Google queen. My friends always say that, but I was just looking more into that as far as mental health and there is a website. It's called, um, mental health, America yeah. national.org. And so basically, um, with this website, it gives you all of the like breakdown of all of the dis- disorders that anyone could be going through. So it informs you, it educates you. And then you have different assessments as well to kind of, you know, to take a test and see like, if you even identify with this or whatever the case. Um, but the thing that I did like is just all of the tips that they give people, you know, t- for children, tips for uh, parents, how to deal with a kid that you that may have mental health issues and even um, how teachers can deal with students who have mental health issues. But those things, the environment that children go home to, when they leave school, you know what i mean? You have to think of oh, yes. all of these things that that contribute to the development of a child, the development of a mass shooter. You know what i mean? Or the development of a kid that feels like their life is not it's not um appreciated enough enough so they feel like hey, suicide is the best the best thing and i you know, when i have these conversations with my friends too, i'm like i refuse to you know, normalize these this type of behavior. You know mm. what I mean? Where kids can't go to school and just get a simple education or kids can't just go out or people in general can't just go out and have a good time at a bar after a long day of work without someone coming in with a different type of mindset. Um, so those two, those two things are heavy. Equal pay, we're going to get there, but women's rights Let and <laughs> uh, mental <laughs> health. My God, <laughs> Yeah, we got to, you know, we got to work together to figure it out. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely would agree. You, you, really hit, you really hit a lot of things. I mean, um, for me, this year and even last year, one of the things that have jumped out at me um, on top of the issue with police brutality, on top of gun laws not being put into place, on top of, you know... Um, so many things that it came out of, you know, the presidency <laughs> itself. Like, yeah. there's just so much that came up yes. and out but that was already there. Like, let me go ahead and say that that was already there. Like, we're not gonna right. act like it wasn't there. It was right. there. It's just that now with um, social media access to seeing things like all of the world, we are able to at any point in time see when things are happening. Um, for me personally, it was healthcare. Mm, uh It was health insurance, healthcare. Uh Um, How the fact that it's not always affordable, you know, um, uh, it, and it connects to so much. It connects to being able to get that mental health. It connects Mm -hmm. to being able to get what we need as women, but also just realizing too, once you have it, what is it actually helping for women in general it goes back to women's rights because even with the health insurance that I pay for now, finding affordable prescriptions, birth control in general and how much it actually covers, how much doctors actually, you know, um, you know, have, I, I'm starting to think that a lot of things were put in place more for men, of course. Well, not starting to think. I knew this, but put in place more for men, even in the health, you know, care world, versus women. Yeah, like if it's not, if it's not about, you know, if it's not about, you know, getting a child here, then most of. I feel like the field in health doesn't really care about women at all. Mm -hmm. Like, even prime example, everybody in my family deals with fibroids, every single one, Mm -hmm. right? And when you go to a doctor about it, nine times out of 10, they just like, we just let them sit there until they become a problem. I'm like, fibroids have been a issue for women for years and not just Black women, even though Black women have a higher percentage Mm -hmm. of fibroids and cysts. They happen to other, you know, other races as well, which is like, why is that not a thing? But again, it's not important because it's women. Mm -hmm. It's not important. Yeah. It's not important. There's so many things that I feel like around health, it's just not important because it's women. But I mean, people have brought up, you know, erectile dysfunction and it's just like, oh, yeah, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to figure that out right there. Like, that's a huge problem. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But like, but I don't know, fibroids, that's not a problem. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that makes oh. no sense to me at all. Um, and you're saying it more and more now with, you know, Roe versus Wade that, yeah, health care and the health industry just in general don't really care about women. A scam. They just don't. Yeah. It's a whole scam. It is. Like, I'm paying so much money a month for health insurance that really doesn't even apply to me. My birth control is still $50 a month like it's ridiculous because of it the is. type the brand the one that works for me
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a lot of people are like why is it that high i mean like yeah there's different brands but the one that works for me is that it's it costs that much and yeah. i'm tired of even the name of you know what they give birth control because
2: yeah, to I me that, that- yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like why is that even the name that it's given because that's not the only reason women take it is for, you know, trying to control whether or not you have kids or don't. No, it's for hormone issues. Like the women other have so complicated many complicated
1: things issues. that happen to women. And like <laughs> right. And why are, so are we the more. only ones? Why are we the only ones <laughs> taking birth control? Can we also right. talk about the other side? What are we doing right. on that side too? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Right.
0: It really it just in a, in a whole, there's just so much, but a lot of it to me gets linked to that. Cause like, if you don't, like, I mean, if you don't have health insurance, then you don't have access to the things you need. And then it just tears from there. You either, you know, have to live through life in pain, mm-hmm. um, until you die or like, you know, it just, and a lot of people get depressed for not being able to get the things they need. and especially for mental health like mm-hmm. it's expensive to get a therapist too like some yeah. have insurance but some like it's pretty expensive so yeah yeah man
2: and this a lot world of them they'll, they'll, they'll look right a lot of them they'll look at and be like are you in network and it's just like i hope so i need your help like, <laughs> but also help is it like me.
1: healthcare in general and medical assistance, it's supposed to be for all to save all. So it's like when you get into health insurance, it's like, okay, so why, if this person is paying more or this person is paying less, it doesn't matter if they're paying and this is what they can afford. First of all, we can just figure out what, what set price or just make it free in general, like some other countries and Mm -hmm. just allow people to have, certified accredited doctors helping and assisting in this field that actually care about saving people and actually care about making people better. I've had the best experience with doctors who are first female Mm -hmm. and who are out of the country.
2: Yeah. If it's
1: someone who is an international doctor who came and, you know, they're here practicing here, I've had better experiences with them. And a lot of times, which I'm more of a holistic type of person. So I like to kind of if I if I can turn some things around through diets through um, or just through nutrition and just changing like my lifestyle in general, then that's what I like. And then if you have doctors who are like, you're a human. I remember trying this. Let's get off the record. I actually had a pineapple smoothie, and that helped me with my headaches. Okay, cool. So you mean to tell me I don't have to take a thousand milligrams of aspirin, and <laughs> you know, then I'm like infected with my liver or my kidneys is just like you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's crazy to me. Like you said, people are spending so. I mean, we're all spending so much money on healthcare. And then at the end of the day, you're like, you have $200 for me. And I don't even feel like this is actually contributing Mm -hmm. to my overall life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You literally have to
0: pay to live. (laughs) You literally have to pay to live. And that baffles me. I, I, one of the biggest things that always, um, triggered me about health and, you know, health insurance and everything is that I had a cousin in high school who died because she did not have health insurance. That literally was the only difference in whether or not she is here. She was here today or not. Like, um, she had fluid on her brain. She had fluid on her brain and she didn't have insurance at the time. She had a little girl, um, who's about, uh, five months at the time. And, you know, she went to St. Vincent's and they, Mm -hmm. You know, my aunt took her um, and they pretty much like they they could do a procedure. But the amount that it would cost for her alone without having insurance was insane. And the thing is, they needed to do an MRI. But because she didn't have insurance, the MRI was like, I want to say a month or so out, like before they could mm-hmm. even possibly see her. And that was just like, maybe. And she never made it. She never made it to um, that appointment. And again, it wouldn't have been taken care of anyway. The procedure would have been super easy to drain it. Um, so it, yeah, that is the only difference from her either being here or not, is just having insurance. And not everybody can afford that, especially yeah. with how much it costs. Yeah, it's, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I... We're going to pray because our society a whole <laughs> just needs a redo. <laughs> like oh I, I have said, even, even in high school, like in my high school, there were different magnets and we had a log magnet. And I remember talking to my teacher and I was like, so with all the things that's going on, can we not just like redo the constitution, redo the bill of rights? Can we look through the preamble and just, and she literally was looking at me like, I hear you, but. I don't know. I, I don't know if that can ever happen. Like basically a never type situation. And I'm like, see, that's the problem. When people feel like it can't change, when things mm-hmm. don't change or when you feel like things can't change, then you're, you're basically just stuck in this whole tunnel mm-hmm. of, okay, well this is how life has always been. So we have to keep it this way. And it's like, yeah. uh, uh-uh. like this, we, we need, the change we we need the the the, the catapult to just literally get us out of here and mm-hmm. one, one more and this is with this and we'll move it to another question and then eventually into our break but um there was some some word from more experts you know in washington that were saying that possibly next on the docket is same-sex marriage and birth control as we've already yeah. talked about and um it is kind of disheartening because i know we have some friends that you know, they are in, in their relationships and they're afraid, you know, because mm-hmm. we've we've crossed the threshold of we already know, you know, love who you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the instance of being able, being able to marry that person and then looking ahead and seeing that, you know, something as big as Roe versus Wade being overturned and knowing that possibly next up is, you know, your already marriage or your possible marriage or whatever. And it's just like, it's really, it's really disheartening. And I, I think for me, that's literally like, it It already just kind of irks me that people are just that gung-ho on who's dating who, who's loving who, who's, you know. And it's like, does it really matter to you if that person is married to this person? They're not marrying you! <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it's already enough that Washington has this sense of control that they just feel like they have to have. But when it comes to Us as women, it's 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 so deep that they have to have this essence of a control factor, and them overturning this just really got it. It it put it into a a big old perspective of like, oh, okay, so y'all y'all have some more things behind this, and like Dom said, there there's more up under this case that it's more than abortion. It's it's so many other little layers that haven't been discussed, but of course, the big one is about abortion okay y'all so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come right back at you with a table read y'all keep a locked stay right there y'all we back with the conversation we are back at the table and we're just going to continue going so ladies there was some uh, I'll say a bit of controversy some time ago around the phrase strong black woman now for me personally I don't see a big problem with it the instances where I was hearing like the 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 women's side who do have the problem with oh, I don't want to be called strong or the ones who are just like oh yeah it's it's this for me I honestly was just like huh I wonder I really wonder what 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 my folks is really feeling about this. So first of all before we even get into the phrase what does the word strong mean to you? Dom I'll start with you. Um well
1: the words that I connect with strong um endurance stability assurance confidence and bold Mm -hmm. that's what strong is to me so if i hear that or if i'm being connected to strong i feel that i encompass all of those other descriptions as well with that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: miss kendra um i i agree a lot
0: of it i mean firm you know um the word endurance, like she said, definitely sticks out. Um, Foundation, you know, really is something, these are words that um, really roots actually. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I know it's mm -hmm. like weird words, but this is what I associate with strong because to me, it's not just like um, a one soul thing being strong, but a collective coming into being strong, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 So with that phrase for you all, what is, a what strong black woman? What does that mean for you?
0: It, ooh, it's loaded. It's loaded because I feel like strong black woman is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be something that can be considered at, be considered as um, healthy, depending on how you spin it. And then toxic, depending on how you spin it as well. Um, mm. Prime example, the generations, you know, before us, my grandmother they didn't talk about nothing, you know, like yeah. if, if something was happened, you just didn't talk about it. You act like it didn't happen. You move forward, you plow through because that's just what they had to do. And people consider that kind of, you know, um, that image, you know, of the of Big Mama, the one who just did it all, who just grit her teeth and like, you know, supported the whole family no matter what that was yeah. ideal of what's strong, you know, but the next generation is like, ah, but that that is pain. <laughs> is that really strong or is that weak? Because you are just taking everything. You're taking it all, taking it all, taking it all until you're nothing. So there's nothing mm-hmm. left of yeah. you. Like, is that strong or is it weak in a certain way? Because you aren't able to stand up against whatever it is. Um, it is. It. I and mean, on some levels, too, the last couple of years, strong Black woman, independent woman, anything that is, you know, taking back, um, being, you know, just walked over mm-hmm. um, has also been seen by men as a negative thing because it, in certain ways, they felt like it emasculates them. It doesn't, it it tears down that pedestal that they've had all that time of being you know the strong person that we needed to follow Mm -hmm. which never made sense to me because nine times out of ten the woman is running the household anyway running everything so how is it that what 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 like pedestal did you really have you really didn't because nine times out of ten the I mean if the wife ended up dying then the man is left Mm -hmm. being like I don't know how to run my own house (laughs) I all I did was just (laughs) contribute this you know and that's yes. and mm-hmm. so I think it depends because in some ways it can be harmful to us to be strong like yeah. in certain ways and then it can be healthy for us to also stand strong you know so it just mm-hmm. to me it depends on how it's being used
1: yeah mm-hmm down what you think Uh, definitely um a lot of those points uh that Kendra just made really I mean that's just what it is I think it's a great compliment of course strong black woman it's a very like that's a strong statement in general um yeah I will say you know with all of the things that we come against we are so lit like we literally like (laughs) we change the atmosphere of a room when I think of a strong mm-hmm. black woman, I'm thinking every single woman, every black woman that I've seen that ever walks into a room changes the atmosphere. It's like mm-hmm. if you could feel the ground shake. That's what I. That's how I experience it because there's a lot. We have two two odds, I guess, against us being black and being woman. So it's just mm-hmm. like you know, we're there's two different battles. But it's not always about a battle that we're fighting. It's just that. That's just who we are. And I feel like to a certain degree, there's a lot of respect on that, too. There's a lot of standards also (laughs) that are thrown at us as well because of who we are Mm -hmm. and um, because of our position in this world. And, you know, I like the fact that we are so are independent women to a certain degree we are women who are like okay we have a vision we have to be brave we have to go with courage with any and everything that we go after we have to do that and like you said your right. your you know grandmother your great aunts your you know the women that came before and and really established a foundation for us to this day that's a different type of strength
0: Mm -hmm. And like
1: you said, like, you know, I think to a certain degree, there are some things that our grandmothers and our great aunts and everyone took that we ain't probably won't take in this this generation, but kudos to them for even keeping strong, you know what I mean? And and staying and sticking it out, you know, whether it's, you know, the circumstances of what home looks like, what marriage looked like, you know, what raising their children look like, you know, it's kind of like it it gives you a um there a role model of some of the things you definitely want to continue on. Uh, and then some things it's like, okay, I'm gonna actually you can pass a baton on some of these things and I'm gonna try to establish something new in this era of my life for the for the kids that are gonna come after. Um, mm-hmm. and to a certain degree, which I know a lot of us probably have experienced, it almost dehumanizes us as well because it gives it it makes it like sometimes when I think of strong black woman, I think of what I mentioned before. And then I think sometimes where I'm like, well, do you do, even though I'm a strong black woman, please understand that I am a human and I have emotions, I have feelings. And just because I'm a strong black woman doesn't mean I'm hard. I'm actually, I can be soft and vulnerable, but because of the standards that I think a lot of people who throw that phrase out Um, at you know black women strong black women it's almost like you're like you'll you'll be okay you you can Mm -hmm. take care of it um and Mm -hmm. I thought about (laughs) this is my my mind when I looked at the question there's a part in baby boy it's a classic um (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) in baby boy where Tyrese is talking to Taraji and they're they're discussing you know he's discussing all of the things he wants to have for his his son their child that they have together right. and they're like you know what you know I want him to be taken care of I want him to do all of these things and she's like okay well what happens if you know you die what what about me and he says he, he says oh you'll be all right and it was in that moment where it's like why do I always have to why does why do black women have to always just be all right and this is just women in general but in this context yeah. why do I have to be all right maybe some days I'm not all right. And if mm-hmm. and and to and to that degree, sometimes it you know, and I've definitely experienced it in the workforce, like in environments where it's like Stacy can express her frustrations and the same frustrations that I have, but Stacy, it's a little more soft for her. But for for Dominique, yep. you know, it's like holy smokes, let's let's take a break, guys. Let's <laughs> shut everything down. Are you okay? And it's mm. the boldness that comes out because that's who we are. We're very passionate people. Mm -hmm. But I -hmm. I will say that moments where I am, you know, discussing certain things like likes and dislikes, or if I'm having conversations with, you know, our men of color, uh, men of color and other people, when I hear sometimes, like you said, in in context, depending on how that's being used um, in relation to us, Sometimes I'm like, okay, let me educate you on a little, a few things because being a strong black woman doesn't mean it has to be distasteful or it has to be like, I have to be extra or super hard. You know, I'm just expressing myself, you know, um, in this way, when we have joy, it's a beautiful thing. And when we have a little bit of frustration, it's actually okay as well. We just, sh- you know, we express ourselves a little different. So I, I love the part of being, I love being a strong black woman, but I think that I would like for it to be normalized a little bit more that we go through things as well. (laughs) We're like people look at us like superheroes, but it's okay for us to cry sometimes. And I think when you hear that enough, like strong woman, you're a strong black woman, you're a strong black woman. Sometimes I even catch myself. If I'm having a bad day, I kind of shake it off. I'm like, no, you got this, but it's like, no, I don't have it today. Right. Well, <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's okay. So, you know, like you said, there's two sides to it. Um, really, it just depends on the person. Some people want to be called strong and some people just want to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, why, that's why I sure. think that
0: strong definitely can equate to vulnerable. I think we forget that. Mm-hmm. Like that is the point that being strong also means making the decision to say, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Because strong, like that, that is strong. That's why I also think it's also part of roots and foundation because to try and do everything yourself, you will end up being weak. And that's why I truly believe that, yeah, you, there is, you know, a decision that you have to make to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to go out and get that help, you know, that you need in whatever way you need it in order to continue moving forward. So, like, yeah.
2: Yeah. So within that, because we, we touched on it a little bit just as far as the, the next generation and what we grew up in, you know, having, you know, that, that grandmother or that matriarch that was the head of the family that, you know, this pushed everything forward. And even talking about the the vulnerability that, you know, you're, you're willing to show now. I think um, with how things are going with this genera- this current generation, like what is your hope? for them because for me it's like the there there's there's a there's a lot of layers that they bring th- those young folk uh we're i mean we're still young you yeah. know but we're 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 like in that cusp of having those parents that didn't take much that didn't you know they ain't gonna take too much mess and we're also on the the next fold of it and we're just like you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't have taken that but i'm i'm not yeah, I'm not going to deal with that anymore Mm-mm. and that's kind of like where this next generation is going but they're, there's levels that they're bringing so for yeah. you what's what's the hope for them especially for our young women?
0: I would say for me it's I would hope that they're able to
2: for one live in a world where they
0: don't have to always fight because I feel like they have taken up the mantle of just being the ones that say no we are going to fight we're going to You know, be activists. A lot of this next generation is is like that, and and I I hope that they're able to find the balance and you know when when it's necessary to fight, and also when there's moments like, no, I need to focus on uh, other things that are important, like personal things within a self. Because I think right now there's just so much that they're trying to fight for all at one time that I think eventually when I think they're eventually when there's nothing to fight for, they're, they're not going to know their identities. They're going to be like my, you know, (laughs) a lot of what I, you know, grew up doing was fighting. And now I don't know how to not fight something Mm -hmm. or be always fighting for something. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, just for them to be able to find the balance.
2: Yeah, for sure. Don, what you
1: think? Yeah, um, definitely balance. I mean, I think we all in our adult lives right now, is try- you were still trying to find balance. Um, right. Because you're, slow. you're thrown, <laughs> you know, I mean, my idea of what 30, or 31, whatever, looked like um, when I was younger was definitely not what that reality is now you know what I mean and and I mean Mm -hmm. good and bad you know what I mean but it's like balance you have to, to to figure out balance I would say um I hope that little girls young women um that are growing up in this day and age figure out who you are as an individual as an individual first, because before we get mm-hmm. thrown with what your ethnicity is, your nationality, male, female, what you identify, who are you as an individual? Um, my mom has always raised me and, it's, you know, she had to make it simple just depending on the age, but she's always been like, know what it is that you want. If I say you're going to have spaghetti and you don't want to have spaghetti, she'll laugh if she listens to this because she told me. She's like, (laughs) do you want spaghetti? I'm like, no, I don't want spaghetti. Well, if you don't want spaghetti, don't allow me to change your mind about what it is that you want because you desired something totally different. And you can use that Mm. analogy with really anything, but be be an individual. Know who you are when you're alone and know who you are when you're in a group of people because there's a di- there's so many different energies and spirits that you run into when you leave your home or wherever you've created your, your peaceful habitat. When you leave the house, yes. you need to know who you are and whose you are. And mm. I think... That once you get there to that place, you can be in any situation and know when to fight about it and know when to be quiet and keep moving. um, And also explore the idea of succeeding in all that you want to go after. You know, yeah. I think we get so caught up in the unknown. The unknown is such a scary thing. And you're like, oh, I don't know. And a lot of times when it's something new and it's unknown and you're like. I want to go after this immediately. People go to what if it fails? What if it doesn't work? And no one goes right to the the successful portion of it. You know what I mean? What Mm -hmm. if I actually succeed? What if when I go over here, I actually meet great people, you know, people and connections that I actually need. So I would say those two things, know who you are as an individual and always explore the idea of succeeding in all things new and all things familiar. Hmm.
2: So I'm glad that you all brought up these points because my next question, initially the the number that I had for it was different. At first I put 10 years, but I changed it. What's one thing that you could tell your future self within the next year? And what would you do to change for her in the now? Because you have a lot of people that are like, how you said, Dom, you don't know what's in the Mm -hmm. unknown. The future is the future. But living in the now is the now like literally like you're here? So what's again? What's one thing that you could tell your future self in one year, and what would you do to change for her in the now? Take your time. I,
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that's such a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> every you dissect everything. Well, I don't know. What if this? What if that? Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say, and this is something I'm learning now. Give it time. Give things hmm. time. Give it time to marinate. Yeah. Give it time to plan and prepare. Don't over-prepare yourself, but do prepare yourself. Any effort that you feel is little is just enough. It's the moment that you don't put any effort towards what you're striving for is where you you lose. You know what I mean? If you spend 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, a day doing whatever action you need to get closer to That vision that is going to happen in a year, it's more than enough. And I think within that, valuing your time, Mm -hmm. make sure you're never idle in anything. And I would say that's what I would use now to prepare for what is going to happen in a year or what I plan to happen in a year. But use that time wisely and practice discipline and balance. Social media, my God, social media, you're on there, you open it up and you're like, how is it midnight? You know what I mean? You open that app up at 10 a.m. and now we're at 12 a.m. And I use that as an example because I found that when I take my breaks, my social media breaks, I am so Mm -hmm. productive. I am. My mind is clear. Anxiety is at an all time low. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yep. I'm doing it for me. And so give it, give things time because things won't happen overnight, but in your now, make sure you are really disciplined with your time and, and take advantage of it and do your best. And when you're doing your best, good has to happen. Good has to happen with that. So that's what I would tell myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, who <laughs> Wow, it's always easier to tell your past self something because you know you you have knowledge now. But uh, right. <laughs> I <laughs> I would tell myself that your timeline is your timeline and nobody else's timeline. So all things according to what is gonna happen to you is supposed to happen to you at the time when it's supposed to. Um, Mm. And I would also tell myself that I am proud of you for where you are within that timeline. Mm -hmm. I have always struggled with acknowledging the things that I have done successfully. And I have always acknowledged more so the failures Mm -hmm. instead of acknowledging the success. Um, So I personally am choosing to be like, I am proud of you and what you've been able to accomplish within where you are in your timeline. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put some, some snaps in there. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like I, yeah. And, uh, and a lot of what you said, like working in the now in order to, to become that person a year from now is to value the time that I do have. And, um, just finding value within myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in this industry in particular, we are always becoming something else for someone mm-hmm. else. And I do have to ask myself, who am I for myself? <laughs> so yeah. like, whew, that is, that's the now I'm trying to work that out, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good ladies, listen. Your your future selves will thank you because y'all are dynamic already. So I can only imagine in a year's time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be all types of alerts and whatnot, and be like, look at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> just said she was gonna do that. I knew that. They said it right here. All right. So last question. I I actually snuck this one in on them y'all. I I, I had some preset ones, and I was just like, oh, this one is, was on my mind. So. What do you all think that we need from our men during this time? Because they're they're silent, a few of them. Of a lot of them are are loud. A lot of them are right behind us being just as loud as we are, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are inside and in the (laughs) A
0: lot of them are silent, but a lot of them are loud in the opposite direction too. Mm. Um, Mm. I just wish, man, I wish, I wish men really took the time to listen. I know that's like, so just, but yeah, like actually listening. Yeah, Just please just listen and see how things are affecting us as women and how it also affects you by affecting us Mm -hmm. because we are all a part of each other. And as black people, when one section of us is hurting, we are all hurting. And I Mm. really don't understand how we do not understand that um yeah. like if you want to get biblical about it like if we are the rib how is it that you can continue going on and your rib is in pain it does it really does not make sense like mm-hmm. I, it yeah. just it really doesn't it I mean and it goes both ways too like we are trying too. a lot of men are like you know we we are dealing with so much on our backs we're dealing you know and I'm like yes but in order for us to alleviate you know a lot of this that either each of us are carrying we have to we have to communicate and listen to each other and talk mm-hmm. about like okay well if you can't carry this I will carry this if I can't carry this you will carry this and we just aren't doing that for each other
1: like we we think we
0: are but we really are not
1: mm-hmm yeah, that that last segment of what you just said, Kendra, partnership. Mm. <laughs> partnership <laughs> is a thing. You know, um partnership whether you're in a friendship or relationship, anything, kinship, you need partnership. Um we need partnership from our men. If your rib is hurting, take care of that rib. Do what you got to do. You know what I mean to get it back to where it needs to be because you can't keep going if this is happening and we're going to keep on hurting more <laughs> if you mm-hmm. don't tend to it. And then when you don't tend to it for a while, it turns into something else. It's infectious, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. It turns into a whole nother thing. And now we've got another battle to to fight. Um, I would definitely say partnership and, um, empathy too, because we, I mean, your struggle is our, is our struggle and our struggle is, you know, their struggle. So, I mean, it's like, and it's weird because like you said, sometimes, you know, you have some of the men, not a a lot, but you have some black men who are like rooting for us and like, yeah, girl, like I'm here for you. I'm your protector. I'm, I'm, I'm there for you. And you have some who are very silent and the ones that are silent is like, how can you be when, we are going through the exact same thing, if not worse sometimes, but we are going through the same thing. And I think naturally women are always the ones picking, we're picking the men up. We're picking them up. We're taking care of them. We're catering to them. But sometimes it's like, okay, I've gotten you back to where you need to be. Now I'm a little tired from doing that. So what can you do for me? Um. So partnership and em- empathy, and that's like, and this is just a short version because you know that's a. <laughs> there's so much <laughs> more with that, um, because some of them throw that strong black woman too, <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would say that, y'all. What I tell you, this is why they're the guest panelists. <laughs>
2: Well, y'all, we have come to the end of our table read, but I want to thank you two so, 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 so much for gracing the podcast, for bringing your expertise and just your opinions and everything onto the platform. And I send you all in much bliss and much blessing same same going you. forward and making sure that that <laughs> that that um, that yourself we'll be glad like i said come on (laughs) yeah so again thank y'all so much and i appreciate y'all i love y'all so much and hey you never know we might have to revamp this it may have to be a part two all right y'all so the ladies are getting out of here but we're going to come back at you with our btr moment so stick around we'll be right back Listen, I always say after literally all of our episodes, that was good. But no, this one, this one right here, this one was needed. And it definitely just, just brought things to a big perspective. So for this BTR moment, I want to talk about not only you know everything that we covered, but more importantly, what change really could be. Just like Dom said, you know, the unknown is the unknown. You don't know what it entails. And it's crazy, because I was immediately thinking about the song Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. (laughs) You got, you know, little girls everywhere that literally will sing that to the top of their lungs. And, you know, before they even know it, it's like, what are you even really singing about, child? But it's real, you know, Into the Unknown is, is, it's a step forward. But it's also a step that you don't know what you're getting into unless you properly plan for it, and I think that's what gets a lot of people. For us as women, we we garner a lot, and just like you know Kendra was saying, there's a lot that's on our backs as it is. There's a lot that we look to face. And, you know, being strong and having those roots and, and that foundation, as she said, that, fa- that, that word really, really resonated with me for sure. Because it's, it's, to be strong is important, but also being vulnerable is right behind that. But with change, I feel as though it's, it's needed and eventually it'll get there. For us as women, there there's a lot that's changing. For the good, for the not so good. But you know what? It's, it's cool. You know, we're, we will, as we always do, we will push through. And <laughs> just like we say, like, we'll be all right. But I want to leave y'all with this. And this is on behalf of this Black Table Read. When you go into something with a new light and a new foundation there's nothing that can be on top of that to where it will fail to where it will be toppled over and with grace and faith and everything that you can put into it it's bound to just succeed whatever your vision of of succeeding is it's it's bound to bound to make it yeah and you know we already know queen B already said it who run the world (laughs) but we want to thank y'all so much for just having us in your pockets you know having us on the car rides to work or to wherever and you know just riding with us for these past three seasons we really appreciate y'all if you want to hit us up about topics or any questions any things that you got for us hit us up on email blacktableread at gmail.com and you can always hit us up on all social platforms black table read and you can hit us up on our personal pages you can hit me up on i am underscore lydia EQ. you can hit up jarius at the real jm client yeah it seems like our brother went through a whole revamp or rebrand okay we love to see it come on black man (laughs) all right y'all i'm getting out of here love y'all so much and we'll holla at you for the next one peace bye